Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Cummerford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. I won't start by saying 2020 was a rough year. (laughs) We know that already. We know that 2020 brought many businesses to their knees, requiring profound pivots, workforce and workplace changes, policy changes, and how it significantly altered how humans work and frankly, how many of us actually see the world. As an executive coach for mid-sized to large organizations, I was in the thick of these changes every day, and frankly, I still am. It wasn't uncommon to receive texts after hours and on weekends as our clients scrambled to find their footing in a brave, new, uncertain, and constantly changing world. Based on my work with over a dozen diverse organizations in the thick of COVID, you're going to find in just a couple of moments uh, the predictions for what I believe the future of work is actually going to look like. Here we go. Number one. The human experience, HX, will replace the employee experience, EX. So the net-net is seeing employees as humans and helping them grow in all areas of their lives with a focus on physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial health. You'll see an infographic about learning together and how it benefits our brains on the show page. So, you know, it's okay to be human at work now. You know, we've seen the inside of one another's homes. (laughs) We've heard our colleagues' children crying, dogs barking, and more. And thank goodness, you know, now we can connect to one another without the veneer of stilted professionalism. The employee experience, EX, um, really was a kind of two-dimensional way of looking at humans. And now we care about the entire human experience, HX, if you will, And we support our people to have more fulfilling lives, which of course helps them bring a more productive version of themselves to their work. And thanks to Gartner's 2020 Reimagine HR employee survey, employers that support their people's lives overall enjoy a 23% increase in the number of employees reporting better mental health, plus a 17% increase in the number of employees reporting better physical health. Further, Employees benefit from a 21% increase in the number of high performers. So the employers are getting much higher performers, which is awesome, compared to firms that don't provide the same degree of support to their employees. Number two, personal and corporate value alignment will support more purpose-driven work. The net-net, truly living our corporate values, not just hanging them on the wall. And the focus, being authentic, walking your walk, talking your talk. You'll see on the show page an infographic for employee engagement. There's a recipe there. You might want to follow it. 
See, we all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. We all want to know that we're making a difference. We all want to work with, and note that I don't say for, work with organizations whose values align with our own. And according to the 2020 Gartner research, 74% of employees expect their organization to become more actively involved in current cultural debates of the day. How did you feel about some of the more public displays of CEO support of their values, such as certain social media companies unplugging accounts of hate groups and other malevolent social forces? The more a CEO models the organization's values, invests in addressing challenging or even uncomfortable social issues, the more engaged their employees are. The same Gartner survey found a leap in employee engagement and a big one from 40% to 60% leap when their organization acted on today's key social issues. Wow. So if you need some help setting or refreshing your values, we are linking on the show page a kit uh, to our values kit uh, that I think will help you out. Number three, hybrid work will be the new norm. So build a virtual culture. Net, net, right? Release control over the work environment. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Uh, focus on where your people feel most productive and connected to their team and the organization overall. Uh, you're going to see an infographic on the show page for a game plan, growth appreciation measurement engagement plan. You might want to look at that to help make this work. So hybrid workforces are already becoming common with employees working in their home, the quiet coffee shop or the office or some variation. What I'm curious about, though, is the varying interest in hybrid that I'm seeing across our clients. And some employees are just itching to get back to the physical office as much as or as soon as possible. And others are OK, maybe coming in one to three times per week. Um, others might want to work from home. Regardless, you're going to need to have a game plan to keep everyone together as a tribe. So the infographic will help. Now, back to the Gartner survey. 64% of managers believe that employees working in the office are higher performers than remote workers. Hmm, what's that about? Well, one of the, um, uh, of the 150, 150 uh, cognitive biases that humans have is the proximity bias. And um, it doesn't mean that it's true. It's just we experience people nearby, possibly, since we're seeing them and interacting with them as higher performers. So I think the 64% from the Gartner survey is due to the proximity bias. These leaders, these managers said that they'd be more likely to give in-office workers a higher raise than remote workers. This isn't the experience of our clients, though. We have found that remote workers are often higher performers. Now, Gartner's data showed the same, right, for full-time workers from both 2019 pre-pandemic and 2020 during the pandemic, remote workers were 5% more likely to be high performers than those who worked from the office. But still, beware of the proximity bias. Also beware of gender disparity here too. Many of our clients are finding that men are more interested in returning to the office versus women. So if some managers believe the in-office employees are more productive, this could affect salary increases and promotions, which again could reinforce salary disparity between genders, which is of course, no bueno. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. Number four, 
employee monitoring will be replaced by performance monitoring and good old fashioned trust. So net net, if you don't trust them, why do you employ them? So let's focus on monitoring performance and results, not hours clocked. So the infographic that we have on the show page on uh, motivation um, is important to look at because really, frankly, um, leadership can crush motivation if we're not careful. So did you know that as a result of the pandemic, more than one in four companies, this is a little big brother, but hang in there, install technology to passively track and monitor their employees. Wow. So imagine the privacy issues that come from this, as well as the trust issues. Now imagine if this happened to you. Would you feel like your employer was like looking over your shoulder all day long, spying on you? It's a sticky topic. And the Gartner research found that less than 50% of employees trust their organization with their own personal data. This is not surprising since 44% didn't receive any information regarding the data that was gonna be collected about them and how it was gonna be used. Whoa, hey, um, employers, a little respect, please. So expect to see a bevy of state and local, re local regulations this year that will establish limits on what employers can track about their employees. And if you choose to monitor your employees digitally, be sure to over-communicate about it. Be super transparent about the details and the data collected and what you're gonna do with them. And regardless, you'll get the best results and highest morale by simply establishing clear key performance indicators, success metrics, goals, whatever you'd like to call them, and just monitor individual performance instead. Number five, flexible working hours will become the norm. Net, net, let's ensure that overlap is essential, of course, and let go of control for everything else. So let's focus on letting people bring their best self according to their work rhythm. There is a feedback frame infographic that will help you give effective feedback that I think will be helpful on the show page. Are you a morning person? Are you an evening person? What it would be like to work at your peak time each day? How much more productive and fulfilled would you be if you were working at your peak time? Our clients are becoming increasingly flexible regarding when to let their employees work, some are requiring availability, not continuous though, between nine and five, meaning the employee can take gap time during the day as long as they check email at regular intervals and attend key meetings. Others are setting up split shifts. For instance, a mom could work seven to 8 a.m. Then once the kids are set, 10 to two, and again, check in on email from seven to eight, for instance. Get creative with exploring what your people need and what serves the business. This will require us to be better at giving feedback and often doing it digitally. Be sure to check out that feedback frame infographic. So back to the Gartner's uh, 2020 Reimagine HR employee survey. It showed us that organizations offering employees flexibility over when, where, how they work saw 55% of their workforce as high performers. Interesting. Yet at organizations with a standard 40 hour work week, only 36% of employees were considered high performers. Again, it's time to measure on results, as I mentioned up in uh, item number four above versus hours clocked. Okay, we're almost there. Number six, freelance temporary help will be welcomed to optimize resource allocation. Net, net, stay lean, get the extra help that you need. Let's focus on better communication, more standard operating procedures, 
to ensure quality and consistency with temp help. And um, you're gonna wanna be sure to include your temp help in your tribe and watch out for the exclusion. See, we all need more diverse capabilities and skills from our teams than ever before. And Gartner's analysis showed that organizations are now listing about 33% more skills on job ads in 2020 than they did in 2017. Isn't that wild? 33% more skills for a given job. Wow. Why? Because the world is moving faster. Technology is moving faster. We have more diversity in the work we do. We also have to level up to meet the ever-changing needs. So many of our clients are looking for temp help at uh, uh, Upwork or Fiverr or other sites. And um, this is helping them kind of fill the gap at the moment. Remember, you're going to need to have great communication to make this work and to help onboard everyone faster and ensure consistent and quality work. And number seven, diversity and mental health support will be destigmatized. Net net, we all have our struggles, so let's support instead of judge. Key focus, let's create neurodiversity and a neurodiversity policy and internal support groups. So the infographic on this one is stress, change, and isolation, and they're devastating to us all. So learn what these do to your brain so you can kind of sidestep this risk. I was really happy for, to learn that even before the pandemic, Gartner research showed that 45% of well-being budget increases were being allocated to mental and emotional well-being programs. And now, as we're starting to turn the corner in the pandemic, we've seen mental and emotional well-being brought to the forefront for all organizations. Now, per Gartner, by late March 2020, 68% of organizations had introduced at least one new wellness benefit to help their employees navigate the pandemic. And in 2021, we'll see organizations join our clients in widely offering mental health days, support groups, compassion around ADHD, OCD, bipolar, general anxiety uh, disorder, the folks that are struggling with those challenges. Just like some of us have, ha have a bad back um, and can't sit in a given position for a long time, these mental and emotional challenges will be viewed the same way, with acceptance, with non-judgment. So we've still got a way to go to whatever our new normal is going to be. <laughs> but with the tools, the infographics, the seven items in this, in this podcast, I hope you'll be better positioned to capitalize on it with a happier, healthier, more productive workforce. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.